Hello and welcome back to Burning Questions. My name is Mbali and today I have two amazing guests um, who are helping me answer a burning question that was asked by one of you. Remember guys, you can send us whatever questions you have via Instagram, DM, via Twitter and on Facebook. So welcome Sarah and Dwayne. Hi Mbali, thank you for having me. Thank you. Cool, cool. hi Sarah. Hi. You can't really see Sarah's face. Okay, so she's here. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, um, <laughs> let us get into it. So this week's question is, is there hope to stay in a country whose media and politics always plays the race card against each other? Dwayne, would you like to go first? Is there hope to stay in South Africa? Yes, I believe there is a, the reason why is because last year we did some polling asking people questions around uh, what they think the biggest problem in the country is and if they think racism is the biggest problem that we face in, in South Africa. And 3.3% 3, 3 of people said that racism is the most serious problem. And on the list of problems that people listed, um, racism comes in 14th last on the list. So I do think there is hope for the country because clearly the majority of people do not think that racism is a big issue or the biggest issue for us. For us, And we have bigger sort of fist to fry as it were. Mm -hmm. All right. And what are your thoughts um, in the way the media and um, politicians are conducting themselves? Um, so now I'm speaking to the recent um, lootings that have been happening and mostly the cards that the media and politicians are playing is the race card. Um, what do you think of that? Yes, I do think I do think um, your your sort of assessment of the situation is correct in the fact that um, politicians and media do play a huge role in the racial tension in the country. So in the polling, like I mentioned this just now, we took polling last year. In that polling, um, fifty four percent of people said they agree with us with the statement that politicians are using racism and colonialism to excuse their own failures. So fifty four percent of people have recognised that politicians use it as an excuse, and sixteen percent said. Um, they agree that uh, they disagree that politicians are using um, sort of colonialism and racism as an excuse. So the majority of people have already identified the fact that politicians are using that as an excuse and playing the race card, as you said. Um, and in a lot of instances, the media feeds off um, what, the yeah. what, what the politicians are doing. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Um, Dwayne, thanks for that data. Um, Sarah, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this question? Okay. I would I would agree with Dwayne. I'll, I'll put in a rider, but I think what it shows and what his, our polling shows is that South Africans are a lot more commonsensical um, and rational than the politicians, and they don't. The, the two have a completely different sense of things. And I think the biggest problem is that when race is used by politicians, it's usually used either to to somehow cover up or or, or, or justify mistakes and poor performance, or it's used to try and garner votes. So on the one hand, you'll have Sul Ramaphosa using that somehow the the, um, the, the violence in, in Natal was a, a sort of Zulu national attack uh, on, on whites. Um, I, I don't think there's any whites who think there was any such thing. On the other hand, you have Malema at, their birth, at the EFF's birthday party uh, launching an unconscionable attack on, 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 on Indians, and in the current climate that is very inflammatory. But what's really worrying, and this is where the media comes into it for me, is that if you had put, if, if, if you'd taken the words that Malema used and put black instead of Indian, or Jewish instead of, Indi instead of Indians, 
-hmm. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you use somebody else's okay. rooms. Um, <laughs> That's okay. You, you, it would be absolute and utter outrage. And, and the only way I think one can deal with the media is not because I think one should attack every instance of hate speech and have it banned, but you've actually got to make it an issue of it so that you, as much as possible shame people for using that sort of language. And I think politicians would be much more susceptible if we went hard after them more often, because what can theoretically lead to in, in, in South Africa, I don't think it's the most likely scenario at all, but basically what I'm saying is that uh, you, you, you bring it up and you challenge it, not so much because you, you want hate speech banned left, right, and center. I mean, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. But what you do is challenge it, whether it be on, particularly on social media, you bring it into the media, you do everything you can to embarrass the person for having it on a sort of, can I put it this way, a bit of a counter-attack. Because really gets to a point where it becomes a media issue where it's promoted on, on here, then you have the chance of moving towards something that's more genocidal. Hmm. Okay. All right. Dwayne, do you have anything else to add? I do think, I'm sorry, right, in the fact that uh, we, we must challenge these people and we must call them out when we identify it. So, for instance, recently um, Pam Saxby, who's a, who's a uh, sort of commentator, recently wrote an article where he essentially sort of lectured white people on how racist they are. Um, and we challenge that um, from the racism that the problem um, campaign, social media account, we challenge that and we call it out to say that, listen here, uh, we disagree with this view and we do not think that all sort of all white people um, are necessarily racist because what you are doing is that you're judging people based on the color of their skin which is exactly what you're accusing them of doing and i think if we call out these things of where this happened like for instance a malema example and i think he gets away with sort of murder in this country with regards to his utterances if we call him out and if we make a bigger deal about it they will be more hesitant um, to speak with such sort of impunity mm. Okay. All right. Um, Sarah, uh, can, I, can I just respond on that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, no, just, just, I think that's absolutely right. Because if you think about it, if, if less attention was given to what Malema says, um, it, it, it would die. And if you're not you're going to give attention, then you've got to react appropriately. And yeah, I, you know, it, it's interesting because if almost anyone had said the equivalent thing, um, it would be we would be cancelled instantly. That's true. Um, he isn't cancelled because he's expected to be the bad boy. Um, yeah. But while you don't want to overreact to comments like this, I think the I think the EFF um, partly you know I'm actually thinking that partly what they say is is not taken all that seriously anymore because they are saying it. They say it often. But yeah. what does concern me is that, and I'm not sure what the percentage is, but a fair number of EFF supporters are young, black, middle, upper middle class people. In other words, the people who, who will be involved in leading the country. And they seem to be attracted to this sort of message of, of power and authority. And that, from that point of view, it worries me that we, we, we can't yeah. just let it go. Dwayne and Sarah, thank you, thank you so much uh, for taking your time to join me. And to you, the viewer, don't forget to send through your questions. And yeah, we'll check you guys next week, Wednesday, on YouTube, IGTV, and on Facebook. Bye, guys.